0: Welcome friends, welcome to another episode of the Renegade Detroit Investors Podcast where I'm your host, Jeremy Burgess, professional real estate investor, real estate agent with Keller Williams with the Delia Group, Urban Farmer, and Skeptic. What is Renegade Detroit Investors? RDI is a local real estate investment and business group that meets monthly. Right now we're meeting at uh, 10 Mile and Telegraph at Shields Pizza in Southfield. And uh, this group's about networking and doing deals. The sent St. Your Grandma's Ria, folks. No sales from the front, as in today only, nine ninety nine. No smell of stale coffee, been gay, and or disappointment. Keep that for all the other RIAs. RDI is also this podcast where I do read-alongs, and yes, finally, after a very long sabbatical, I sit down with other successful real estate investors and pick their brain for your entertainment and also, hopefully, education. All right? If you're interested in going to any of the local meetings, go to RenegadeDetroit.com. And you can subscribe at meetup.com forward slash renegade Detroit Investors or Facebook.com forward slash Detroit Investment Club. Never miss a meeting. All right. Uh, legal disclaimer, don't blame me. In no way, shape, or form should anything that I or my guests say <laughs> be taken as legal and or investment advice. We highly recommend that before you make any investment decision or decisions, you contact an attorney and or other licensed professionals. Be an adult, grow up, don't sue me. All right. Time for the Renegade Detroit Investor show quote where I pick a quote or this time our guest did that sets the tone for the podcast and hopefully your weak, and I'm not I'm not 100% sure about this but I'm going with it <laughs> all right. Uh, all you need in life is ignorance and confidence then success is sure. Mark Twain. All you need in life is ignorance and confidence then success is sure. And with that folks, let me introduce you to my guest Barry Flavin Barry and his wife, Christy, started in real estate in September 2016 when they purchased their first rental property. There's more of this story. Over the next year, they went on to purchase a total of 13 rental properties. Barry is a full-time air traffic controller, and his wife, Christy, is in sales. They have uh, two little girls, six and nine. Uh, Christy also has a bachelor's degree, uh, and Barry has a bachelor's degree uh prior to air traffic control barry was in erp what is that ERP? enterprise resource planning software okay. sales and christy was a high school science teacher and this is the only podcast i've ever done with someone where i basically was text non-stop by josh sterling <laughs> for like four <laughs> months that i need to have you on the podcast so uh thank you for finally getting on the podcast no, thanks I for having it. me appreciate you it know, yeah it took me a long time to get out so Let's just jump into it because we were talking a little bit. Yeah, well, I don't know where to start here, man. I don't know how far back you want to go. It it sounds messy. Let's 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 go back. What? Let's go back to getting into real estate. All right. Okay. You 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 know Josh Sterling. You worked with him. Yeah. So I met Josh
1: Sterling uh, through people have listened to your podcast before. He's uh, another successful real estate investor, buy and hold. And I met Josh working at uh, the airport doing air traffic control. And I had seen what he'd been doing and busting his butt to build his portfolio. And he was always telling me, you should do this, you should do this. And I was always just so busy with other stuff that I had going on at home. And we can get into the story about how I finally came to the point where I had the time and the money to do it. And how we grew to 13 properties in the last year. So you... When
0: did you first meet Josh? Was that like in
1: 2009 so or 2010? I 10, first or? met Josh in 2010, beginning in 2011, when we first started working together.
0: So it took you, it took him five years to convince you to get into real estate, basically.
1: Yeah, five years too long for me. I got to... Uh,
0: yeah, well, walk me through that. Classic, like if I'd
1: have started when he did. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Got oh, him. yeah. Dude, that was perfect who, timing, Who right? knows where we'd been, right? <laughs> so I first started uh, with real estate, so... Just personally, we bought our first home in 2006. Me and Christy, we were getting married. uh, Started looking for a house. The traditional man, if you buy a house, and great, settle down, the American dream. And I grew up in Plymouth, and we were living in Canton at the time. We had just moved back from Kalamazoo, and. We start looking around at that time. This is pre right before everything crashed. So we're looking around and just thinking, God, we can't even buy anything in this neck of the woods. If you do, you need to show up with another fifty, sixty thousand dollars 60000 to make this thing livable and even semi-updated. And at the time, I mean, I'm fresh out of college. She's a couple of years into teaching and she had actually quit her teaching job there, moved over to Canton, was starting her own side business. I was working at Bell Tire at the time, just out back changing tires, changing oil. So we were driving around out in the the Dexter Pinckney area one day. Drove by a community that we saw the sign out front starting in the one eighties, one nineties golf course homes. So we think, okay, sounds too good to be true. Let's drive back here. Cool little golf course, nice little detached condos. And we ended up buying uh, our first house out there. We got it for like I think two thirty and thinking, sweet, I'm on the sixth fairway, I back up to the woods, I'm on a court, this is great.
0: It's 2006, right? This is
1: 2006. Oh, yeah. The storm cometh. Exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, just completely oblivious to what's going on. In everything crashes, and we're fine. We can still pay our mortgage and pay our bills and put food in the fridge and all that. But we were at the time on an 80-20 mortgage, and now we see rates just bottom out. And I'm thinking, sweet, I want to take advantage of these uh, super low rates. So I call my friend over at uh, Quicken Loans and we try to refinance the thing and consolidate this and think, man, if I could get rid of PMI and lower my rate, it's going to save me a ton of money. And at the time, my whole, my goal was if I could be mortgage free by age 35, that's it. I'm, I'm in the clear. So, we get the appraiser to come out and he appraises the thing at I think 170 something. <clears throat> that's a, that's a little lower than before. It's a little lower than I was hoping for. <laughs> and we had we'd put a deck and landscaping and finished the basement, all kinds of stuff and so another year goes by. We're not moving obviously. And then the exact same appraiser shows up and I'm just thinking, "Oh god. This guy's not going to do me any favors." And in the past year between the first and the second appraisal we had put an additional ten thousand dollars into the property and we get the second appraisal back thinking all right there's no way it can go any lower another ten thousand dollars less than the previous appraisal so i was so fed up with it and at the time i was doing software sales and i was just taking all my commission checks every dollar i had just throwing it at the principal paying this thing down so luckily, we were able to we sold it without having to bring any money to the table and because we just paid it down so far and The reason we ended up moving, I was so fed up with it, thinking god i'm I'm stuck in this place and just jumped online, started scrolling through Zillow and all the other real estate stuff out there, and found a a ten acre horse farm down the road, and it was listed at three fifty it was in dexter and I just scratching my head like this is a half million dollar property 350 this doesn't make sense i could tell from the pictures it was empty so i just drove over there walked around and just gorgeous piece of property cool house needed to be updated you could tell it was just neglected and i came home and i'd tell him christy i said hey i found this cool horsepower." she grew up on a big dairy farm in jonesville so i'm thinking sweet she's gonna love this she goes over there she goes yeah it's definitely a great piece of property it's a cool place but God, it's a lot of work. And we can get to that, but Jesus, <laughs> it ended up being a lot of work. It, in a very roundabout way, it worked out, and it's kind of part of the reason we're here now in 17 with 13 properties. But um, bought that. I asked the realtor, I said, what should I offer this?" He goes, ah, I wouldn't go any lower than 330, 340. And then I said, I'm like, oh, offer them 310, see what they say. And they took it. Contingent upon us selling the other place over on the golf course in Pinckney, which we were able to do, we had to jump through a million hoops to buy the place, and then we finally got it, and then we spent probably a good three to four years fixing that place up inside and out, cutting down trees, fixing fences, bought a couple horses in the process, and if anybody's lived on property, they know what it takes to keep that place in nice condition.
0: Yeah, absolutely. 10 acres. So this whole time, mm-hmm. Josh is saying, hey, you need to buy more real estate. You need to buy more real estate. What are you thinking in your head? No, I got this figured out. I'm paying off my mortgage by 35, bro. Yeah, he was kind of telling me. He goes, yeah, if there's anybody I know
1: that should really do uh, jump into real estate, it should be you. You uh, definitely got the work ethic. It's not something that you just kind of sit back and, oh, I showed up and I bought some rental properties, and here we are. I'm getting paid some extra money for it. Wait, so- they don't just mail you
0: checks? That's not how it works they're starting to <laughs> <laughs> starting to
1: there's a lot of work that goes before the checks come yeah so uh where was i so we bought that place and then we fixed it up we we ended up gutting the thing taking out all, all the old tile kitchen bathrooms put down new hardwood and and at the time i'm doing it all myself and we had just had our second kid so i was racing against my youngest starting to crawl and be mobile and i'm thinking oh my god i gotta get these floors done i gotta hurry up and get the living room done and the kitchen done because that's about as far as she can make it before we we catch her and then she starts moving upstairs and everything else so every day that uh i'd wake up and just start swinging hammers and paint brushes and everything then i'd go to the airport and work for eight hours and at the time it was an hour drive there eight hours there another hour drive home and i'd get right back to it and then as soon as the summer came around if you weren't cutting grass three or four days a week and you're behind a tree falls down it somehow always manages to fall on a fence (laughs)
0: always
1: (laughs) so you got to fix fence boards and then you got to fix electric fences that go in there and horses they find a way to kick things and walk through things and break things. And so after about three or four years there, all of the time that that was taking um, our marriage was going sideways and we didn't even realize it because we were just so busy with fixing that place up, taking care of kids, taking care of animals and property and I'll spare you the details, but we ended up getting divorced and we sold the property and it just uh it all became just too much for us how long did it take to deteriorate
0: though like was it like overnight you just woke nah, up No it wasn't an
1: go? overnight thing and it knowing what we know now it was it was coming and we could have could have fixed things but uh we just we didn't you only know what you know yeah so we ended up getting divorced sold the property and we bought the place for 310 and sold it for 510 so got all of our money back, plus a lot of money. And we both went our separate way from the closing with, the, with a nice check. And I went and bought a house in uh, downtown Plymouth where we're living now <clears throat> and actually just sold that house and made a bunch of money on that one. <laughs> <laughs> moved four doors down. Yeah. Um, and Christy, she went her own way and Dexter bought a, a house not too far down the road from the one that we had sold, the farm property. And after a year or so of us going our separate ways we slowly came back together we got remarried she sold that house and we we made some money on that one we can't just
0: sum up that entire thing <laughs> in one sentence how does one divorce a wife and then or husband for the ladies out there and then re remarry and what and what does that even look like uh it's a long.
1: Don't bumpy, get yourself in trouble. Long, it's but. a long,
0: bumpy road. You guys don't want to go down it if you don't have to. Well, obviously, right? But I think a lot of people think this stuff just happens, right? They just uh, no.
1: It's so uh, you're definitely admitting you got to realize and admit your own faults. I mean, I totally did not appreciate everything that she was doing from a motherly standpoint, and working full time, and also helping clean up and then take care of this ten acre property we had. So then. For me as the guy, I go out now, in a divorce scenario, you have the kids for X amount of days, and then she has the kids for X amount of days. And what I was finding, I mean, I know it's hard work, but you get those days where you have the kids and you don't have anybody to help you. It's getting them off to school. You got to get up. You got to get them dressed. You got to get them fed. You got to go do your job for the day. and just It's a lot. So you started so, to realize what you was doing. Exactly. Yeah. I started realizing, I'm like, okay. I definitely did not appreciate. I, I thought I did, but I didn't appreciate as much as I should have everything she was doing. And on the flip side, she's on now having to hang a ceiling fan. And she's a great painter, so I don't think she ever missed me painting, but she... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe taping. <laughs>
1: yeah. So just and cutting grass and just all of the, the stuff that the male traditionally does. Um, not to put anybody in a box, but so... She kind of started to realize, okay, well, he was
0: busy. So, so there's just miscommunication and a lot of lot of miscommunication,
1: and just we got to the point where it was just beyond breakdown. Where just we didn't even talk anymore. It's just kind of one of those things. That just I don't know. Just slowly deteriorated over time. And once all the dust settled, and we had time to kind of go our separate ways, and then start to really appreciate what each each other were doing and had been doing and the way that we were changing. So just a casual lunch led to the next, Hey, I don't hate you as much as I thought. Maybe we
0: should, I was going to say who, who said something? (laughs) Maybe we should do lunch again. Was it, was it you? Was it her or was it mutual? (sighs) I think it was kind of a mutual thing. Like, how do you repair something? I'm amazed that you're able to repair that. That's from like the, the, literally the ashes. Yeah. To something. And it was a true
1: F you. I hate you. Here's, we went through the whole thing, got divorced officially on paper, and so yeah, it was it was done and gone, and no Christmas cards. Nope, definitely no, definitely <laughs> definitely
0: no Christmas cards. <laughs> so that, that is called stone cold dad. It
1: was stone cold done. Yeah, and um, yeah, just slowly put it together, uh, like casual lunch, and then turned into a a official dinner date, and at the same time, you're trying to not get your hopes up and not get too far ahead of yourself because you kind of know everything that had just happened. You don't want
0: to, you don't want to complicate things any further than they are. So it already sounded pretty complicated. Yeah. So, so this is all happening while Josh is telling you to invest in real estate and he wasn't super pushy about it. He, He wasn't
1: pressing me too hard. And then once, I mean, he's good friend and he, I he knows the whole story and all the ugly details behind it. And once he heard, uh, okay, you guys are getting back together. She's selling that house. And now you guys have a, have a few bucks that you need to put somewhere. That's when he really started pressing me. He's like, all right, what are you going to do with that money now?
0: So So how does one get married a second time to the same person? Uh, quick and easy
1: culminate a young uh courthouse <laughs> building <laughs> you know we uh we actually we uh we just officially got remarried um just uh last month in August we just ran down yeah. to the courthouse congratulations thanks yeah we just uh we took the girls down and uh my mom came her mom came we went down and just did the courthouse thing and just went over to townhouse and had a nice lunch
0: townhouse is good yeah I yeah. love that place that is a good place yep Excellent location. Well, that's a hat. That, that's, you don't hear too many of those uh, yeah. happy ending stories, right? Yeah. Well, how much did you put into that that place you guys are working on, too? Because if you're working around the clock and you pulled 200 out. Oh, God. We probably, I mean, we did
1: everything there. We did. Uh, a lot of sweat equity, right? A lot of sweat equity. I mean, just stuff that just, even once you get outside away from floors and paint and trim and bathrooms and doors just to clean up. Ten acres of property, just it had just been not trash, but just neglected.
0: I mean, you got to take care of something like that. You it's, can't leave nature very long. there, no. people don't understand. It like, will find a way. Stuff doesn't stay grass. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> forests are evil. Trees are taking over the world. Basically, we had a bunch of black walnut trees. And yeah, they're
1: great for about two or three months of the year, and the rest of the time they're just dropping giant walnuts and sticks and on everything, everywhere, staining everything. So we had, I remember one day my brother came out and for probably about 10 straight hours, we had two chainsaws going, knocking down probably 60 trees, just stuff that was dead, too close to a barn, too close to the house, leaning on something else. And then I spent the rest of the summer cleaning up piles of wood. I had a wood pile that would fill this room. That actually excites me. Yeah. yeah, I know you're a big, uh, big smoker, big barbecue. Right?
0: Uh, hey, I'm kind of sad you sold that place, but no, uh, oh well, I could have split a lot of wood you for you. There. You definitely could have had some wood, that's for sure. <laughs> just take it. I never want to see yeah, it. Yeah, Just get it out of here. You pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to drop it too, but I'm not very good at yeah. dropping it, so there can't be anything. <laughs> yeah. So we, um, got a dollar number. We probably at least fifty to eighty
1: thousand somewhere in there that we put into that place and. 'Cause for us at the time it was like, all right, this is our this is our last stop. This is where we're gonna be.
0: So that's how you guys were approaching your base this is we're gonna invest all this time and money in the home make it perfect because we're not moving. We're yeah, gonna stay here exactly. forever. This
1: is we're gonna pay it off when I'm 35. This is the next best thing from living on a golf course is okay, now we have this great big ten acre spread which most guys would kill for and at my thinking at the time and what a great place to raise kids. They have land to roam, well, Give them ten acres; they still find a way to just sit inside and play with Barbies most of the time. Anyways, so. no they you got girly girls. Yeah, yeah. The, that happens. They're they're good. They go both ways. They like to go fishing and golfing and snowmobiling, but they still like to
0: do the princess thing and all that stuff. So, so during this this whole process, she's working, you're working. It sounds yep. like. You come from a saving family and investing back in your house, kind of. Is that where you guys got the idea for that? Or where did you get the idea that you were going to invest in your house and pay it off and no mortgage by 35? Um, We just uh, – I think both of
1: us just kind of grew up not with any hard press on save, 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 invest, invest, invest. And for us, it was just like how do we get rid of bills?
0: That's not bad. That's a good goal.
1: So – yeah. yeah at the time i got when i was doing software sales i would always get uh the government rate for for mileage and i would drive any basically four or five hour radius of detroit i would drive there for my sales meetings and every dollar i ever got from those those uh drives i would immediately put it towards my car payment so at the time i had a honda accord paid that thing off within about a year and a half mm. so thinking great got a car No car payment sweet
0: so same thing with the house like hey look just got to pay this house yeah no house payment had
1: the same mentality with the house is just uh pay it down pay it down pay it down we'll we'll get out of it and thank god i did because it allowed us to jump out of what had turned into a kind of a bad situation with the crash and everything else and i still know people that are still in the houses that same scenario they bought and thought okay we'll live here for five years the prices just keep going up and up and up we'll we'll stay here for five years and we'll make some money. We'll, we'll upgrade. And I know people that are still sitting in the same house and they're just now starting to talk about, I might be able to sell this place. Yep. Took 11 years, but yeah,
0: that's about how long some of these cycles take.
1: Yeah, absolutely. At so,
0: one point, at what point were, cause you're just, you're doing air traffic control shit. Your yep. wife's doing shit. You're saving money. At some point, though, what Josh says to you,
1: yeah. So clicks. he's telling me this the whole time. I'm, everything about it makes sense to me. There's nothing that I look at him and say, "No, you're you're making the wrong moves here." It all made sense to me, and and I saw how much this guy. He was working his butt off. I mean, when he was at work, if he had a spare minute, he was on the phone. He was he was always doing something, and the second he could get out of work, he was flying out the door because he had to go buy another house, talk to another crew, talk to the bank, get money going, just everything that goes along with real estate investing. I don't know. It just never really kind of clicked. And then I saw him just, now he's growing to the point where I was like, okay, now this guy can kind of, he's a little more say in what his day-to-day looks like. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's still working a lot of hours, but it's it's dictated by him, what he wants to do and Given him more
0: freedom. So he's one of the few guys that he, if he would never use this word, but if he used the word empire, like I would believe him, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm going to build an empire. Usually that's when somebody says that, I just, you go up 10 points on the douchebag scale. <laughs> but like if Josh said it, I'd be like, okay, he's going to do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, exactly. I, I believe you. I wouldn't doubt him for a
1: second. He's, uh,
0: where are you going to build it? Like for what anybody are the that details? knows him,
1: he's, uh, he's an aviation enthusiast and he's talking about upgrading the plane to the, the next biggest and best thing, and I don't doubt him a bit, it's just a matter of, all right, how long is it going to take
0: him? Well, I, I can tell you uh, one of my goals is to give him enough money to buy into one of his planes. Yeah. He's got me hooked on that. That just ruined me. So that that's on the life goal board. <laughs> <laughs> What's better than friends with boats? Yeah, I'm not tr- I, Friends I'm, with planes. Friends with planes. If you have friends with boats and planes... <laughs> That's so what I'm saying. I feel I like I'm just, just, bring a little, a beer. just a little bit higher up, and smoke foods, of course, of course. I gotta, I gotta bring the smoke foods. Yep. When something switches in your mind, though, you don't go get 13 properties and a little over a year. Mm-hmm. You just watch this guy for five years, essentially. Yep. yep. And then, do you remember when you're just like, I'm just going to go buy a property? Was it a particular day so, or a discussion with your wife? We had
1: uh, so we're at the point now where me and Christy are back together. We're moving into the same house in Plymouth and things are kind of settling down financially. And we're kind of starting to figure out, I was like, all right, well, we have, I don't know, X amount of dollars to start putting somewhere. Like we can't just let this. Now we have a a home interest rates are so low. I don't need to pay it off. It's so now we're sitting here trying to figure out what we're going to do with this money. Where should we invest this? And, talking with josh now i now i start really picking his brain like okay i get you buy houses you fix them up you rent them out and you make a few bucks let's really start to understand the nuts and bolts of this and how does one get started and and even just acquiring information so we go snowmobile and stuff like that we've had some long car rides where he'll he'll kind of break it down for me and then i asked him when i said give me some books to read and he just kind of steered me toward uh, the basics, the uh, rich dad, poor dad, uh, building wealth one house at a time kind of stuff, and really breaking down everything that he was doing, but just kind of positive reinforcements saying, okay, these people are doing it too. And also uh, starting to listen to some of your podcasts, uh, especially the one that you had done with Josh. And again, yeah, he kind killed of, that one. Kind of reinforcing everything that he had been doing by buying houses fixing them up bundle them together once he figured out how to refi them as a big blanket loan and and then just recycle the money and so i give a lot of credit to him and uh just helping me get started I and mean, you read and hear a lot about build a good team around you and i mean what better teammate to build right oh yeah <laughs> he really is a nice guy too Yeah, Yeah. so he manages, uh, Epic Property Management manages all 13 of our properties, and they're managing the rehabs for us as well. So most of my time was spent going out, finding properties, buying them, and then I'd flip the keys over to these guys and hurry up and get these done because I need to refi and go find some more money and hurry up and buy
0: some more stuff. (laughs) So that was your system, was buy cash?
1: Yep, so we had a... So we had some cash from selling our own personal homes that we had started to stack up. And then at our job, we have the government version of a a 401k, the the thrift savings plan called TSP. You can take out a $50,000 loan, just a general purpose loan out of that, which you pay back to yourself. And you're only paying it back at one point something percent interest to yourself again. So that was kind of a no brainer to me. I was like, well,
0: should I loan myself money? Yes. Yes, I should. Exactly.
1: (laughs) And everybody always says, oh, don't ever take a loan against your TSP. I get that. If you're buying a boat or you're buying something stupid, don't take your money out of the market, leave it in there. Just let it do its thing. So looking at it, like, all right, well, I'm pulling this money out for a good reason. I'm just moving it from one investment bucket to the other investment bucket. So, we had that, and then we had extra money that we just had sitting around in our emergency savings, and started with that. Went out and bought our first property a year ago, beginning of September. I told Josh uh, we were taking a we were taking a vacation at the end of August, and I told him I said, "When I get back, we're going house shopping," and we did. The second I got back, the very next week, we wrote down a list. Uh, he just he sent me up on the MLS to get the listing of what was for sale in the target neighborhoods that we were looking at and listed out 10 15 and he helped me get started he's i should have got my real estate license is what i should have done because it would have saved me a few bucks buying 13 properties last year we went out we just we looked at them all and at the end of the day we said all right let's put uh offers in on these three or these four i forget what the number was and we ended up picking up one or two of them and there were two bedrooms we picked them up for right around forty thousand a piece in Southgate. Fixed them up, put about twenty twenty five at the most into them, and we're all into them for sixty sixty five thousand. Renting them out now for nine. Renting out one of them for nine fifty.
0: That's pretty good return.
1: And when we refied them, they uh, they appraised at
0: eighty two, I think. So we were able to pull all of our money out of them. Perfect scenario, right? That that is the perfect scenario. And then just rinse and repeat. So I, did you pull these off the MLS or you guys just drew and driving for dollars? Or how are um, you finding the deals?
1: Initially it was the MLS and at every closing I ever went to I made a point to talk to whoever I was buying that house from. Why why are you selling it? And some were just their personal residence. And if it was anybody that I even smelled that they had another property that they'd potentially be getting rid of, I was always Here's my card. Call me if you're selling anything else. I'm buying. And that's when I started to see it. was like, all right, there's not enough stuff out there. I just need to start to figure out a
0: way to come up with the money to just buy more of it. Oh, yeah. There's always a, there's always inventory if you can find it. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got to dig sometimes, but it's so, there.
1: So, yeah, we started digging. And I one thing, I mean, we got maybe a little bit more than half of our properties off the MLS. And uh, others came from just that. Talking to a guy at closing, and before you know it, he calls me and says, "Hey, we got this other property around the corner that we're thinking about selling. We just you want to just make a deal? Sure, let's make a deal." so picked up another one that way and bought another one off a guy in in riverview and same thing, just talking to him at the closing and next thing I know he him and his buddy they're doing wholesale stuff, so they've brought me a few properties off market deals and mm. just just when I tell myself and tell my wife, Christy, that we're not going to buy anything more, somebody calls me and goes, hey, I got a deal. Ah, I got to look at it. What do you got?
0: So you didn't set a goal like, I'm going to buy initially, 13 properties yeah, in initially next year. Yeah, initially we
1: said, man, if we could just pick up maybe three, four properties this year and kind of get them, all, get them all going, get them all rented out, that's kind of our cash position between what we can round up and get rehab, refinance them all, and I think we bought probably the three or four that we had targeted for the year, bought them in the first
0: couple months. And then... That was pretty quick right out of the gate. It was. So you're pretty much getting off work and then just looking at houses. Looking at houses. Did you decide to outsource everything else immediately and just look at houses from the beginning? Or did that just kind of happen naturally? Or how did you arrive at that?
1: We kind of started out with that mindset of... I'm still freshly burnt out on the 10 acre farm <laughs> yeah. rehab that I just every day I was swinging hammers and going to work. So every day was a big, long, full day. And then, same thing, moved over to Plymouth, fixed that place up. So again, spent a ton of time. So I'm burnt out on swinging hammers. I can do a lot of that stuff, and you can learn how to do anything on YouTube and Google anymore. So, and we just we set out with the goal of let's buy these. And I talked to josh about it. I said would your your crews be willing to take these on do you guys have enough bandwidth and he, yeah so Mitch who works for Josh is our project manager we uh we quickly overloaded him <laughs> just bury him and work we we just buried him and good job mitch yeah <laughs> Mitch doesn't mitch keeps us he keeps us moving as much as we rag on it he's thank you mitch yeah can't
0: thank you enough Um, I would hate to work for us, frankly. Could (laughs) you imagine? Especially like Josh. Oh, by the way, I got 12 more houses. Didn't I not tell you about those, Mitch? (laughs) Mitch's worst phone calls
1: when we call him. Oh, Mitch, by the way, we bought another couple of houses. (laughs) 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 But we took Mitch's, uh, we kind of took his threshold of, I don't know, X amount of projects, three or four projects, to now he's juggling our projects. Josh has always got projects going on. He's got other projects that he's managing for other people, so we've kind of helped push them and keep their business growing. And kind of back to that initial quote, we really didn't, when I mean, we only knew what we knew and we just, Hey, work for Josh. There's kind of nothing that I've taken on in life that I've become a complete failure at. So why should this be any
0: different? So you the, and your wife were on the same page. No, no arguments about moving too fast. Cause she, four she, to 13, that's, that's, that's aggressive. Yeah, she bro. definitely, uh,
1: she's far more conservative than I am in a lot of aspects. And she just wanted to pump the brakes after a couple, two or three. And for me, I was like, no, I, I see this working. And after we got those first few done, that's when it was really, I was like, all right, we need to just grab as much as we can while it's out there. Because I, after the first few months, I saw the prices starting to ratchet up and they're still ratcheting up. And everybody knows that it's doing, any type of deals out there, it's getting harder and harder and harder to find them. It's you can still find deals. It's just takes a lot more work. It's a lot more work, a lot more networking,
0: a lot more, a lot more phone calls driving. I love how you went from doing everything yourself to, I just find the deal now, right? Like I just, I just find the deal. And I'm so glad that I did take the approach
1: of having those guys manage the projects for us. It's, Definitely going to cost you a few more bucks up front, but it allowed me to go from buying just say two or three projects in a full year, exactly to
0: thirteen. Everybody gets the leverage, the money thing. Very few. It takes sometimes takes a lot longer to leverage the time, especially because you're doing this. You got a full time job, yep, a wife and two kids, and I'm sure you're like, hey, we probably don't need to get divorced a second time. That is exactly how we came up (laughs) with the
1: game plan of. We're not going to manage these ourselves because we would wind up divorcing for the second
0: time, and just like the ten acres all over again. Exa- right? It would have been ten acres exactly. Yeah. It
1: would have been ten acres all over again. So, yeah, I and mean, we look at it, the the management fees that you pay to have somebody manage that project for you. If anybody's ever done a rehab or done their own rehab, you well, it, worth it. Well you call a guy it. to get a quote on a roof. How many hours do you spend? talking to a guy on the phone you call five or six to hopefully get two or three to come out if you're lucky and now you got to arrange your schedule to meet all those guys and talk about a roof for the third time and i don't want to talk about roofs anymore just do the damn roof
0: (laughs) and give me the best price possible right everybody who wants that's i always hired i just hired a general contractor from day one yeah because i just i'm not going to spend all day on the phone with that I'm just not going to do that. I saw other people do it and I go, yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, just stuff um I'm so impatient, I can't do that. I'll just give you the money and you make the shit happen, you know? Exactly. Just get this thing done. Boom. What is your how, how do you and your wife divide up uh the responsibilities for your real estate empire, you know?
1: So with my job and my schedule at the airport, we have all
0: kinds of odd
1: hours and odd days off. So I have the flexibility to do a lot of running around, go look at properties and check in on projects. Like I'll I'll do the property tour every couple of weeks to see okay, what did they what did they get done on these these projects this week? And I basically come in and make a list of all the stuff that they're already aware of that needs to be done and
0: I call <laughs> Mitch Remind them,
1: <laughs> Mitch, why isn't this done yet? And then he tells me that we're waiting on this guy or the city shut us down over here and we're waiting for this permit and I got to get the plumber done before I can get this done and all that. You mean it doesn't all go smoothly? No. (laughs) (laughs) We got projects that we thought were going to be the absolute nightmare that just they breeze through month or two done rehab tenants in there. And then the stuff that we think is like, oh, it's going to be the easiest project in the world. Why isn't it done yet? Well, the city gets involved, and even though we're doing it all right, it's just they want to micromanage every project. In I don't know, like sometimes you just make a list, the hit list for the city of. We got one in Dearborn right now. God, they're killing us! Like just
0: Dearborn is pretty rough.
1: Let us get done already. Yeah. Come on, I'm trying to clean this property up, clean the neighborhood up. So it's
0: the third list Dearborn. You know, they're pretty brutal. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people won't do deals. In fact, that's a good way to do it. Just look for more deals in Dearborn. A lot of people won't do it just because the city's difficult to work with. Oh, really? Oh yeah. A lot of people was like, yeah, yeah anywhere but Dearborn. I'm like, really? Okay. I like Dearborn a lot. I, I, I buy more if I can find them there. Yeah. So it doesn't bother you at all, right?
1: Bothers Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> he tells me he's going to kill me if I buy anything else in Dearborn.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Mitch. <laughs> Well, you know, we don't want his life to be too boring. Yeah, exactly. So
1: uh in the last couple of months here we've pumped the brakes and uh we're we all collectively said from me and Christy to Josh and Mitch, we gotta get caught up here because we're piling too much on the plate and we don't want to get to that point where it's stuff starts falling off. So
0: we're almost caught up where I'm ready to throttle and hit Mitch again with some more projects. <laughs> So, pumping the brake, so you you had to go of three or four, blew that out of the water, obviously, yep, right, so
1: and then uh then after I got to I don't know maybe maybe six or seven, and now we're at that point where we're coming up on uh um, our first big refi, so with the whole cycle of we got to buy the houses, buy them cash, fix them up cash, and then refinance these things in one big blanket loan and pull all your cash back out. For me that was like okay as soon as we hit that closing date of that first big refi we've the cycle's complete we've we've done it we've accomplished our goal and i saw us coming close to that and that's when i was like all right well well that cycle's just going to kind of work itself out that's that's done those projects are almost done and oh well, look there's more properties over here <laughs> let's do two we'll do two cycles <laughs> exactly so I figured all right well we got cycle one kind of that baby's done or almost done i said well why why wait until that one is completely done and we get all the money out transfer all the money into the bank account and then we start buying again and then uh I said, well somebody called me hey i got a house for you that you should look at and then found another one on the mls oh we should look at this one too and well shit i don't have the money to buy those houses so then uh we started tapping friends and family and other, private money other networks of private money. Yep. And thank God I did, man. It's just it allowed us to probably buy an additional maybe four or five houses that we would not have been able to buy. And that stuff that we bought at forty, fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 with private money, you can't touch them now for under probably $80,000 in the same condition. Mm. So
0: yeah, it's crazy how hot the market has been. Yeah. And I don't see it. I don't know. I don't see it slowing down anytime soon, but who really knows, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not
1: going to crash. I keep hearing people say, "I want to do exactly what you and Josh did. I want to go out and buy a bunch of properties. I'm just going to wait for everything to to crash back down and cycle through." Well, well who knows I, when that's going to happen, man? I don't I mean, sure it's it's always going to happen again, but to that to that level, I don't I don't see if it's I don't see how it's going to crash that hard level off maybe a small dip sure i don't i don't i don't don't see it happening anytime soon exactly i'm my crystal ball is not that good so
0: one thing i've noticed this time though is the buyers are qualified this time like yeah, I'm doing all that's one thing. One of the few good things about being on the retail listing side is yeah, I get to see all the offers coming in. And these buyers have money. These buyers have credit. These buyers yeah. have jobs. Yeah, I think
1: now we're at that point where I mean, everybody just sat idle on the sidelines for so long. That's what I think. Suppressed. They, they they either stuffed their cash away or they spent their time rebuilding their credit that might have been damaged from the downturn. Uh, got a new job. Got a better job. Etc. where everybody's in a much better position now. And and on the same side, the from the real estate investing standpoint, they I think a lot of people hear about guys like Josh Sterling and go, wow, this guy went out and bought 50, 60, 70, however many houses he's up to now, plus apartment buildings. and Yeah, I think he's at like 250 units <clears throat> or something like that. Yeah, I know he's at I think single family homes somewhere around 90ish and then it's just like, been piling Three up, apartment man. buildings yeah. and you know, new builds and everything. So they see those kind of gold rush stories and everybody everybody's all in now. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go buy some houses. So I don't know. They might be I see I look at some of these buys and I'm like, "Wow, somebody's paying way too much for that house." But I had people that told me I was paying too much for stuff a year ago and Yeah. I'm glad I bought it. The nice thing about cash flow is it's cash flow. Yeah, so now the nice thing is we're we're starting to see the cash flow now. So now with the, all the we we just finished our second refi uh a month ago. That one turned out great. We had just a quick three properties that we bundled into that one and all in I was about 198 into those three properties and we were able to refi out 220. Boom. So we got the last batch coming up here. We got we still got five projects underway. One's one should be done here any day now and a couple more right behind it. And right when you I actually got here, I was on the phone trying to round up another crew to get working on our
0: thirteenth property. We just now our
1: challenge is finding people to get these things finished up.
0: That's one interesting thing about seeing the whole cycle is you always have a major problem. There's the problem changes. Exactly. It's you're always spend all your time working on one or two things. Yeah. And and then just whatever those things are, it just changes right now, finding deals and finding people to fix them. Exactly. Before it
1: was, my
0: problem was getting started,
1: getting educated, solve that problem, at least enough to get moving. And then it was, find the properties found the properties let's find some more and now we got to find the money for them and now we've got enough of a snowball working with uh, the money and the crews and all that so now the new challenge is crews and now find some more properties
0: mm. how do you keep yourself organized when you're like do you have processes or like what There like daily things you do looking at houses making offers like, um how do you keep it all together
1: Kind of hectic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no good system?
1: Um, uh, I just I don't do I don't sit still very long. So it's I think just that helps in general. Just uh generally up early. Even with the days I can sleep in, the kids keep you up early or get you up early. So what is early? Um when I get up early for airport work, I'm I'm out of bed at four in the morning. Yeah, that's pretty early. Yeah. That's and, earlier
0: uh, than me even.
1: If uh if I have a day to sleep in, it's usually about seven o'clock at the latest yeah, kids don't give a shit do they now and they the nice thing about six and nine now is that they're so self-sustainable where they're they've even they've <laughs> they could feed themselves they, <laughs> exactly, they can feed themselves they can go to the bathroom take care of all that business themselves and now they know if mom and dad are sleeping and we're up at six just close their door and turn the tv on quietly don't don't
0: wake them up <laughs> <laughs> you gotta wait
1: till seven now yeah, yeah. yeah. so but no processes processes really come from having these other guys manage these properties for me because looking at epic and everything that josh had built it's so process oriented i said why reinvent the wheel here just they got a great product over there to begin with just there's value plug into the system there's value there for me yep. i there's so much. I saw the time and effort that he spent creating that and putting all of those systems in place. How do you put a dollar value to that? So, but for me, it's like your time's worth money. what's, what's your hourly rate worth? So, like, I had to him, I was like, man, I'm just going to pay you to manage these rehabs, and it's just seamless because they'll go in, get the places rehabbed, and then as soon as they're done, it just goes right to bring the cleaning lady in list these properties, get the tenant in, do the screening, all of that stuff where sure I could do it all, or Christy could do it all, but it is worth every penny having those guys do it. Oh yeah, dude, it's that stuff that especially the screening the tenant part. That is just thankless work. I don't have to go over and do ten showings. I I have zero desire to do that part of the business. I don't
0: want to do one showing, let alone
1: 10. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want to process any applications. I don't want to pull anybody's credit. I don't want to see if they've been evicted in the last five years. I want all of these things to be checked. I just don't want to be the person that physically has to do it. Mm. So
0: That's the one good thing I noticed during the last crash, too. That And who knows? because. Ne- Whatever the next crash is, nobody knows exactly how it's going to look, but mm-hmm. the rental market got strong because of foreclosures and everybody yeah. being kicked out of the house. Yeah, And that's one thing I've noticed, too, that all my friends that were mainly landlords, and if they did flipping, yep. they didn't do much of it, Yep, they fared way better yep. than the flippers and the wholesalers. Yeah. So as a long-term strategy for holding on to wealth and surviving these ups and downs, it does appear, at least for the one I've been through that I paid attention to and it yeah, hurt we, me.
1: <clears throat> we definitely really were attracted to the, the buy and hold strategy for that just makes so much sense to me to, we've had some properties that people say, God, why don't you just flip that and stick the 20 grand in your pocket? Well, I would rather keep this thing for yeah 30 years and have it just keep on paying me and have somebody else pay it off. And God, if I can get enough of them, I can retire a heck of a lot earlier. Mm. Are you thinking about apartments yet? Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> who isn't
0: right? I mean, plenty of people aren't trust me. God,
1: if I could buy one building and put 20, 30, uh, units under one roof, all then, one time, uh, all at one time I and mean, different set of challenges that come with it. We're just, we're problem solving. Mm. So if I could figure out how to get my hands on one I and mean, I've, uh, I've started networking with a couple other brokers trying to get my foot in that door and, It'll happen. It's just when. So you're looking.
0: I'm looking. All right, good. You're looking, but you're still looking for single family homes. Too, I'm looking right? for
1: single family homes, and I'm looking for uh, definitely for an apartment building. So,
0: can you walk me through your single family home evaluation process? Like, how do you decide what house to buy?
1: Uh, we try to stick with uh, just the basics of okay, we want a decent neighborhood, and. With having uh, the guys at Epic manage the properties, they're primarily a downriver company. So I initially went with just, hey, Josh, where should I start looking? He goes, there's more than enough properties down here and downriver. Just come, just come buy a few. Yeah. More, just plug right into the system. And then after a while, he goes, damn it. I wish I never would have told you about downriver. <laughs> <He's, laughs> Cause I didn't think you were going to be competition. Now you're competition.
0: <laughs> Way to go, Josh. Yeah.
1: Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So we started out with just you want to be in a decent neighborhood. I mean, the numbers obviously gotta gotta support what you are gonna be able to buy the place for, fix it up, and rent, and be able to finance the thing for.
0: Are you looking for a specific return or a cash flow amount?
1: Or um, initially, no. I mean, we were we were looking at um, being able to buy. Like we started out with just the simple math of uh, cash re- cash on cash return, like we want to see at least like a 12% or better something like that. Yeah. And just the numbers supported those communities like Southgate, Wyandotte, Riverview, Dearborn, Taylor, Lincoln park. So that's kind of where we started and single family homes. uh, Initially we said two bedrooms, let's get started on those. Those are cheap and easy to quickly rehab and get started with, bought a couple of those. And then, Got a got into some three bedrooms and saw how the numbers were even a little bit better of a return on the three bedrooms. You, you go from renting from say eight fifty to nine hundred a month to now we're renting for eleven $1, to twelve hundred a month, and we got a couple that are even at thirteen hundred a month. So, well, we go in and we we want to see in a perfect world you can walk in and great it just needs a new kitchen, a new bath, paint doors, trim, and freshen up the hardwood floors, and we're out of here. But there's always the unknowns of, oh, that crack we saw in the foundation we thought was a little crack, it's a big crack. And when it rains, lots the water, of water comes, in. comes through. Uh oh. <laughs> How'd you fix that? Um, Magic. <laughs> <laughs> Just now epoxy we've had, it. We've had a couple projects where we've had to call in foundation systems and have them jack entire walls back Damn. upright. And But if you buy them for the right price, it's like, we just know we we look at a house, and for us, we like to we like to fix them up nice. We're not just sticking crap in there. We're we're putting in nice kitchens, brand new cabinets, stainless steel appliances, granite countertops. Um, so we automatically we just assume twenty grand for the rehab, and then anything in excess of your standard remodel needs a roof. We know that that's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of five grand. If you got a foundation issue. You're looking at a bare minimum, probably five grand a wall. Concrete, new driveway, you're four or five grand. So, you just by looking at so many properties and now doing enough rehab, I had a pretty good idea going into it, just from doing my own houses and my own rehab work of knowing what stuff costs. So, that part of it kind of made sense to me right out of the gate
0: yeah you you knew all the material costs probably right or very close yeah, I, I know i know the what, she, the I knew what a
1: sheet of drywall costs i knew how much time it takes to tape mud and sand a room and paint a house and all that stuff so that kind of helped out in the whole process for sure
0: mm. at what point was there any friction like i'm coming back to this like going from three to four to 13 yeah because most people do it in reverse, right? They set, yeah. set some big goal, Yep, even me, right? Mm-hmm. And then I come up short, but you're like, yeah, we'll hit three or four. And then you're like, well, we did that in two months. We obviously didn't set a big yeah. enough goal. Is that, yeah. was that the conversation? Or No, there
1: was definitely some days where we definitely overextended ourselves, or at least we thought we had. And had a, I didn't, There's not a whole lot that gets me kind of on edge and all nerved up, and I'm... Josh could tell you the story too. There was one day I went into his <laughs> office and we're we're approaching that first refi, so i've I put all my money out there. I've went and borrowed even more money on top of that so and you're all in <clears throat> I'm all in and then some and, <laughs> and i'm in the- I'm trying to figure out the numbers and I'm calculating them all and I'm writing them down all at work one day, and I'm thinking like something is just off here, either my calculations are off or the numbers are off and but I'm thinking. We've bought these all at the right price. We've rehabbed them all for the right price. But for whatever reason, in my head, I had convinced myself that I, I'd screwed up. And mm. I'm not going to be able to pull out as much money as I thought. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to leave a ton of money on the table. I'm not going to be able to pay people back. I'm not going to have enough money to keep reinvesting. <laughs> and at the same day, uh Josh sends me my monthly invoice for all my rehab work. He's like, oh, BKF properties is uh into Epic for 30 something thousand dollars and i'm oh my god i only have about twelve thousand dollars of that oh <laughs> i gotta come up with some more money and so i went over to his office that day and again this is where you need people that you need to build a team somebody to help mentor you we we sat down and he laughs at me still this day he goes the fear that you had in your eyes that day
0: <laughs> i think we've all been there at some point i was afraid that day well if you i don't think if you do that every once in a while i'm of the camp you have to go too far mm-hmm. to know how far to go absolutely i am okay i'm so a firm in yeah
1: I, especially now even more so than before
0: and if you're not scaring the shit out of yourself at least twice a year <laughs> yep and i've Definitely met my quarter for the year. <laughs>
1: Scared the shit out of myself that day. Um, the fear
0: in your eyes.
1: <laughs> it was just, uh, you always got a problem to solve. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh my God, we got a really, really, really big problem to solve today. And we got through it. And the reef—the refi ended up being just fine. We got all of our money back out. And we're able to s- immediately cycle it into the next group of properties. And yeah, that was definitely definitely a day or even kind of like a week of just on edge like i really really hope this works just the panic in the brain exactly just the, didn't sleep that week uh couldn't i couldn't sit down like and I, <laughs> at work we get we get breaks and you have usually 20 30 minutes to kind of decompress and watch tv drink a coffee play some cards and i'd have to go walk through the terminal i couldn't sit still or else i would just my brain would just just spiral out of control and like, ah, I can't even think about this right. But now. But once the
0: refi went through, you're like, oh, okay, I'm it's not, like, oh my
1: god, right. it was like a, the biggest weight had ever been lifted off my shoulders. Like it just that was the day of reckoning of like, okay, we did it right. We're doing it right. Let's keep let's keep moving forward.
0: Yeah, I think some people underestimate how scary it can be too. And you guys got good Absolutely. jobs
1: too, right? And you're yeah, secure and still scary. Yeah, and at that point, we were we were okay. We've we've taken all of our investment bucket. <clears throat> all in borrowed bucket private money all in and now we are at okay we've now drained our emergency savings to ah, you need emergency savings to fund all of this and <laughs> you're starting to look like okay i'm gonna get x amount of dollars from my paycheck this month x amount of dollars from your paycheck this month and okay we're just barely gonna scrape by and yeah we were scraping there for for a couple of weeks couple of months and now the next time we scared to shit out of ourselves is not too long ago, where we we got to the point of like, okay, now we have too many projects going, and just too many properties. We've we pushed, again, we pushed all the money out there, all the chips in, and from Epic's standpoint too, we between us pushing them and them pushing themselves and other projects they've taken on. I was like, okay, we, we found Mitch's breaking point. You
0: found the edge. We found, we we went found, too a, far. We found how many
1: properties <laughs> at least at this day and age we're able to kind of push it to and how many projects Mitch can handle at the same time. He's got time. a lot less hair now, I'm sure, right? <laughs> yep. So that was when about a month or so ago is, all right, let's, let's pump the brakes for just a second. Let's, let's count all the chips and let's go.
0: It sounds so. like your wife was pretty on board with everything too.
1: For the most part, she's been on board the whole time. She, uh, there's definitely been some times where she's told me to stop buying houses, and
0: she's had some few choice words because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't stop buying houses. Didn't stop buying houses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she well. Frankly, she's done this twice now. She should know what she's getting, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I told her. <laughs> I'm just more aggressive now. You know? Yeah, I just,
1: I just have a hard time dabbling. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. It sounds
0: like you're an all in or all out kind of guy. Exactly. We're gonna if we're gonna do this. Let's do this. Yeah. So not sitting around waiting for it to happen. Like.
1: Exactly. Nobody's gonna just show up at my doorstep and say, "Here's a here's another portfolio of five, ten, fifteen houses or a nice apartment building." So. What do you think
0: your biggest mistake has been so far since you started? Um, not starting sooner. Yeah, boy. God. Dan, you nailed that on the head, right? Jesus, if I had started
1: even three years ago, God, be be a whole different ball game.
0: Man, I think like that all the time. I'm, I am say, when was the best time to plant a tree? Yeah. 20 years ago. When's the next best time? Today? You know? Yeah, I
1: heard a quote the other day. I can't remember it exactly, but it was something along the lines of like a Somebody is sitting in the shade today because they planted a tree a long time ago, kind of. Yeah, pretty idea. much. And right? it's just one of those just simple thoughts and statements of like, yeah, that's that's what we're doing here. Just kind of one piece at a time. Just keep picking away at it. And even if it slows down for a little while and we, who knows, we might do 20 units next year. We might do three units next year. I mean, at a minimum, I got to just every day just keep doing something to keep doing it. Keep doing it better. Keep advancing it, whether it be looking for more properties, networking with people that can bring me more properties, educating yourself,
0: just do something. Hmm. That's a good point, man. How do you walk me through your education process? Sounds like you read a lot of books, did a lot of podcasts. How does that fit into your current day today because man you got you got a square job you're looking at houses you manage a ton yeah a ton of projects and you're still learning right yeah
1: yeah absolutely yeah how,
0: how are you squeezing it in how are you doing it um
1: luckily at work we get uh we get a fair amount of breaks where our typical day is you'll come in you'll work for an hour hour and a half and then somebody will come in it's just like shift work somebody come you unplug and then next person comes in and you get to go on coffee break for thirty minutes or so, and as soon as I would get a break, I'd sit down, I start start reading whatever book it was, or listening to podcasts, walking through the terminal, or talking with other guys on the phone, uh-huh. going to meetups, been to your been to your meetups. That was a great way to just get started, and meet people, and figure out who's in the room and who's doing what, and you can learn something from everybody in that room. Uh-huh. What's your favorite for top three
0: podcasts that you that you listen to?
1: Uh, God, I don't know if I have a top three. Uh, obviously, we keep talking about Josh, but that was a great one to really reinforce the idea of like, all right, you got to get moving here. So that one kind of really, for me, I'd, I'd heard it from him a little bit in bits and pieces. And then once I heard the whole story again, just from very beginning to very end through the podcast, that was... For me, that was kind of one of those ones like, all right,
0: we gotta get going here. Yeah, that's one of my favorite podcasts. He put it together so well too. He just put together such a good case and just laid it all out. Like, it's Damn. a great
1: it is. It's a great story. And yeah. Yeah, it's
0: He doesn't leave out any details either. He just shared the whole thing. I was like, most people like hold back a little bit. It's like, Nope, just here you go. Here's, this is the gold that's, that's the gold rush, man. I wish I wish I would have uh, gone out there. I rem-
1: I remember everybody telling him when he, he first started buying houses the crash was still in process and he was out there buying houses and fixing them up and everybody's like, man, you're
0: going to go bankrupt in a year or two. Yeah. That's something I learned the hard way. Don't take advice from people who aren't doing what you want to do. Yep. Exactly. They, they're, they might have good intentions Mm -hmm. and your best and, you know, best intentions, but, uh, yeah, they're often, they're often wrong. So, yeah. Well, how do you how do you see your, your you and your wife moving forward? So yeah, so moving forward, um, you've moved, you've learned a lot this last yeah. year. I mean, so
1: it's amazing now to just kind of now we're taking just a short pause here to just kind of look back and what we did over the last year, and also we're in the middle of we just sold our own personal residence and moved four doors down, and so that's four doors down four doors down so <laughs> was it a better house or a better yeah just view? bigger bigger just better bigger. cooler house uh okay. 1939 tudor
0: hmm.
1: in uh, downtown plymouth so super cool house but uh yeah kind of sitting back taking a pause here we regrouping and we're gonna keep moving forward we're just uh we've kind of set the goal right now the short-term goal is let's just let's get into this house let's get our other projects kind of wrapped up or at least in that phase of like all right we see it kind of we see the cows coming home we see this this shaking up to like all right we got them close enough to we're coming up on the next refi here to then i don't know find some more houses find ultimate goal is like let's find a great big apartment building and take that monster on but like everybody right now, everybody's looking for a big apartment building.
0: Yeah, but I think some people talk about looking for a big apartment building, and some people yeah. look for a big apartment building. Yeah. I think it's a big difference between the two. Yeah. There's a lot of talk out there. I would definitely – I don't know. I, I only
1: know what I know about apartment buildings, but I I think you need to at least go with maybe like 20 units or more from talking to a couple of people that do have buildings. Don't set your sights low on like the, the two, three, four, eight-unit building go get something at least maybe 16 to 20 units to kind of make it worth your while.
0: Hmm. Not bad. Not Don't bad get me bad wrong.
1: Thing. Somebody comes and shows me the right four unit building for the right price, right
0: deal. We'll do it. Yeah. I'm sure you wouldn't say no, right? Yeah. I'm not going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> Have you changed your criteria at all or a little bit? We've definitely, t- we've taken on a couple
1: of projects where it seemed like a great deal. Like, Oh, we can buy this house for twenty five, thirty thousand dollars and, Sure, it's got a small foundation issue and we might need to rewire and replumb the whole thing and some of those projects they just end up being worth they're just way more of a headache than what they're worth. Huh. So,
0: skip foundations in the future maybe.
1: I can deal with a crack here and there, a wall leaning, or two three walls really leaning. Now we really start
0: now we got to get it for really the right price. Man, just, that's some scary shit. Didn't slow you down at all. Uh, whatever, foundation foundation. Everybody. People- the,
1: the first house we bought, we walked in there and I really didn't know kind of what I was looking for, like what red flags. And we walk in and me and Josh still make fun of each other for the till to this day about it. We walk in and we were so distracted by the giant octopus furnace in the basement that we just kind of glanced over the walls that were all bowing in completely with a bunch of cracks and we get back to looking at it later now that we own it and we're rehabbing it and we go down and go, this is kind of a problem. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. Yeah. How did we miss
0: this?
1: (laughs) So we've at least waterproofed the basement for now. The walls are still leaning a little bit, but the house isn't going anywhere. It's still a great clean house. Tenants are in there. No complaints, no problems with it. So we just, we know down the road we're going to have that issue to deal with. It's just, there's still a little bit of life left in it.
0: How long do you think? Do you have any idea?
1: How do you determine something like that? I don't know. That's the thing. It's like it could be could be five, ten years, could be could be a year from now. Hmm.
0: I hope it's at least five. Well they got those if you go to look into it, they got these Kevlar straps now. Way yeah. cheaper. I don't know if you looked into that. There's or not. definitely
1: definitely many different solutions for dealing with that problem. You can do the short term low cost fix of putting in some beams or some straps or
0: do just it right jack it up and do it
1: jack it up dig it out push the walls back up right reinforce them and we just know that hey down the road we'll do it and as long as you keep it for keep it for a long time like we intend to it'll it'll be just fine
0: that's true that's one good thing about the long time frame is you know yeah 15 grand to fix the basement over 30 years isn't very much so in the other th-
1: way i looked at it i Right or wrong, I say, hey, down the road when I have fifty, sixty units, I'm not going to care about a fifteen, twenty thousand dollar foundation fix. It'll just probably not. No, that'll take care of itself. That's an
0: interesting way of looking at. It. I'm like, ah, I'm not worried about it because in the future I'm going to have so much stuff. Exactly, I'm mean, going to have so many units. It's not going to be. I'm issue. not going to be worried about it. It's just going to be uh another check I got to write this month for maintenance costs. <laughs> Hopefully, that doesn't come back to bite you in the ass. I don't yeah. think so. I don't yeah. think so. Hope not. It's. It is what it is. So, well, besides starting sooner, what would you do different than you did the last 13 months? Besides pay attention to basement walls too.
1: Um, <clears throat> doing what we did now, I wish I would have. Uh, wish I would have got my real estate license. I still don't have it, and I need to. I need to get it because it would have
0: School dot com.
1: It would have allowed me to move that much faster.
0: So you're waiting on an agent, basically.
1: Initially, it was. Uh, trying to steal josh's time to have him go look at houses and we did that for our first couple that we bought and then after that uh found a great realtor to work with and there were days where i was waiting on that person to oh i don't have availability today or i can't do it this morning i got to do it tomorrow morning or three days from now and when you're buying properties like that you got to go look at them and you got to make a got to make a cash offer fast. Yeah. Fast. You yeah. S- Time counts. Yeah. Speed
0: kills, man. All right. So get a real estate license basically. So you don't have to wait.
1: Yeah. I wish, uh, yeah. wish I would have got my real estate license to just be able to act that much faster and just freed. It would have freed me up to do it on my own schedule where there was days where I, all right, I got an hour before I go into work. I can swing through here and look at these handful of properties and then go to work instead of, all right, I got to,
0: Got to wait on somebody else. I got to do this after work instead of before work. And that's one of my major complaints about how the industry set up for agents. It's not really set up for the consumers very well. Yeah. So I think it's ultimately going to die. You know, they're starting to free the information, but they're still mm-hmm. like, well, you can only be there with me. Yeah. I think we're going to, we're rapidly approaching the point where. And there's definitely houses that we were looking at
1: going, why does anybody need to? Yeah. Open the door so they can smell the cat piss
0: too. I mean <laughs> <laughs> lots of liability things, but I think we'll yeah. figure it out. I think we'll figure this out. Cause I think you just keep it's market inefficiencies, you know, like you could have been already in there. It for, is. It's
1: very it's very inefficient. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's definitely some some agents that bring a lot of value to the table in certain markets. Um, but for what we were doing, it was I don't need to bounce ideas off of somebody that's not buying investment properties they know They sure they know enough they know enough about the market that we're in but at this point we we know we're buying
0: we're buying a a turd and we need to fix it up so it's more like a commodity at that point you need you need access to the property you need them to write an offer and not suck at negotiating basically
1: yeah yeah so and at the time i'm thinking like all right yeah, no big deal i'll pay the agent they'll collect their commissions all these deals not coming out of my pocket but you start to add that up 13 properties it's yeah it adds up starts to add up would have been a few extra bucks in my pocket i would have been able to, you don't seem to mind the work either <laughs> no i mean i'm going to be out there doing it anyways mm. so it's might as well yeah
0: so how long before you get your real estate license then
1: i think now that we're we're kind of taking a short pause here it might might be a pretty good time to do it mm.
0: how long do you see I mean, obviously, you got the square job thing going. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, you need that for the refi, basically, right? Or at what point will you not need we, it? That definitely helps with the
1: refi. Um, and uh, I don't have any kind of ambitions for leaving that job. It's a, uh, it's a great. Uh, great 40 hour a week job. So you love that job. You're one of the people that like the job but you just want
0: more. It's a cool security. job. I mean,
1: we uh I'm an air traffic controller. I sit and I'm the guy that sits in the dark room and uh talks to airplanes on a on a radar screen all day and it's uh it's definitely a cool job The The hardest part is like well, a lot of jobs just the people you work with, the different personalities and in a lot of jobs you can kind of get up and go to your own desk and your office, your cubicle and you can just shut the door and get away from people. In our job, you gotta sit next to these people, vector with them and against them, and then you gotta go sit in the break room with them. And you just <laughs> Some days it's like your annoying little brother you can just never get away from and like Just leave me alone. <laughs>
0: That's cool. So you don't you don't mind Is your wife still working? She's still yeah, well?
1: she's still working. She's uh She loved her job? She's still working in sales. Um yeah, she's got a good job. Uh, she's she doesn't have any intentions of doing anything different, so mm-hmm.
0: So this is basically just for security, and
1: retirement. Initially, we that was kind of the idea that we set out with was let's, let's just do a little extra something that'll kind of help with the ease of when it comes time to retire. Because for me, I'm eligible to retire at age 50. I'm 34 now. And I'm forced out at age 56. So... Initially, we said, well, let's just uh, get to the point where it's a no-brainer that on my 50th birthday, second I'm eligible, boom, we're out the door. So, accomplished. All right. I, I officially don't need to think twice about walking out the door at age 50 with a uh, government pension, healthcare for life, and at that time, it'll be uh, at a bare minimum 13 rental properties that are damn near free and clear and pay me a lot of money sounds like a good plan man so we saw how what we were able to do with that now it's like what else can we do with this ah, how much have you thinking a how little much bigger bit. can we grow this oh yeah <laughs> so yeah i'm i definitely have ambitions of let's go find another we know we can do 13 properties in a year we know we can at least acquire that many in a year from a cash flow perspective and all of that stuff so we know we can
0: do it now we got to find the deals it's interesting what happens when you realize what is possible. Right? Yeah, you're like wait a second, this is possible because you set such a small goal. You're like three or four. Two months later,
1: yeah. If, more. if somebody would have told me a year ago when I started, if they would have said, "Yep, by the this time next year, you're going to have 13 properties," I just said, "There's no way." Hmm. But somehow we uh, we, <laughs> we made it work. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we just went out there and did it. So. It's been a hectic year. I don't know if I want that hectic of a year every year, but. I'll definitely be happy down the road. I have a few years. I have a hard time remembering because it's just like one big blur of work. Yeah. You know? Like. Yep. There's getting after it. Then there's wait. How long has it been? Yeah. <laughs> that's probably like every once in a while, it's good to poke your head up and go get a breath of that's, fresh. That's where we're right now. We're yeah. we're definitely taking that pause. Like, all right, oh, what happened last year? <laughs> Dude, that is a great story. Do you do? Uh, I know your daughters are young. Um, mm-hmm. Do you try and get them involved? In oh, any they. Way, uh, or? My youngest, uh, Molly, she's six.
1: She she's very different from her older sister, Annie. My oldest, the nine year old, she she loves it. She we wake up in the morning. and She's watching HGTV and design ideas and moving walls. And she she loves it. She wants to go look at houses with me, and she does sometimes. And she wants to go check on projects. And then the youngest is always just, oh, can we go now? <laughs> do I have to?
0: <laughs> so it sounds normal. Yep. Yeah. All right. So you got a little bit of both worlds there. Yep. Yep. We definitely do. So yeah, the young one's so young though; it's hard to tell. You know, yeah. They change I'm, too. Yeah.
1: She's. Uh. They're definitely two very different personalities. It's. Mm. It's fun.
0: And how involved is your wife in the day to day with everything? Are you she, like the tip of the spear or she's.
1: I, I don't know who's more valuable Mitch by getting these projects done or her by dealing with DTE oh. in the city Yeah, never the, mind. and she, the yeah, she's paperwork yeah. and to your earlier point organizational systems. She is my organizational system when it comes to paperwork and filing and scanning in documents and who do we got to pay this month and all that stuff. She, so she does, that's where a lot of her flexibility comes in and, where she really, really helps keep us keep us heading straight down the road. Uh, yeah,
0: my wife is my brain too,
1: so it's good to have one. She'll she just knows that sometimes she'll remind me five times to <laughs> stop at Lowe's for even just the stupidest little cabinet clip or whatever and oh yeah yeah it's my
0: list and i forget that shit all the time too like i forget everything you like- can never make one trip to lowe's man or home depot i'll just forget that's like if it's not in the calendar and i haven't written it down i that shit is not happening period that is i was i was so
1: that way when i had my my software sales job very very driven by the calendar all right just send me a calendar invite and i'll put it on there Got into air traffic control, got so far away from that, and now (laughs) I'm steadily getting back to that where I really got to put it on my calendar. I make lists, stuff that I have to get done today, got to make a list, got to check them off as you go throughout your day, and if there's a list of things I need to gather during the day, I need to make a list, or
0: else just not going to... No, it's not happening. (laughs) It's not it's it's not happening at all. I'm gonna, make, to, I'm gonna make three trip to three trips to Lowe's. Oh yeah, I had to nuke my life multiple times. Every <laughs> once in a while I still gotta do it just to remind myself yep. why I should do it. I'm like yep. what's wrong with me? I already know the answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in the damn calendar, Jeremy. I've been pretty good, but the last couple of weeks I like, got overloaded myself a little bit. i like, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Everything's not in the calendar, which is a terrible thing. Yep. So man, that is a a great story. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Is there anything you wanted to talk about? that we didn't talk about that you want to go over?
1: No, I think we uh, I think we covered it all from losing your ass on your first buying a market crash, divorce, getting back together.
0: Remarried the same. I don't yeah. know. How would we put that in the statistics? If you remarry the same, does it not count? It's like I don't know. Does it go away? It's almost kind of a country song in there somewhere, too. I don't know. There is. What <laughs> do your daughters think of that? That's weird. Mother oh, and daddy got remarried. They're ecstatic, yeah. yeah. They're, they're definitely of course, ha- they're happy,
1: yeah. but yeah no they think it's cool oh,
0: yeah uh, that'd be a fun story to tell well barry i really appreciate you coming on this has been a ton of fun all right folks so and no blog no nothing just just your email address that's all you want to share
1: um that's the best way to get a hold of me okay so
0: uh, everyone if you want to reach out to barry got a deal or something or just want to think he's a cool guy barry flavin f l a v i n b a r r y f l a v i n at yahoo dot com and i'll put that yep simple in, and easy in the show notes so that's how that's how you can reach out to them so man i, was, I had a great time thanks for no, i appreciate you having me on yeah it was cool it's we should hang out a little bit it Let's sounds it. like you have similar energy there's not too many energy psychopaths like us yeah <laughs> just going through the world yep. just knocking shit out so yeah there's a lot of guys out there that are just
1: doing a project here and there which absolutely great nothing you, wrong with it nothing wrong with it just i would say just do something
0: I like to hang out with my own kind every now and then, though. Yeah, you, you just know. you got to
1: do something. Just if you're just doing one project, it's better than doing no projects. Yeah, I
0: like to get shit done. Yep, I appreciate that. I like your story. All right, folks. Um, and if you enjoy and find this podcast helpful, um, help me out uh, first. Rate and review on itunes right that that would really help grow the podcast only takes 10 seconds go do that also takes time out of my day and barry's day so if you wouldn't mind sharing the podcast if you enjoyed it and it was helpful go ahead and share it across social media helps uh you know he's doing this for free i'm not getting paid to do this either so it helps you know you spread this out there It, it really does help um if you're thinking about becoming a real estate agent One of the things you could look into is Keller Williams. Now, this is if you want to be like a retail agent, right? I wouldn't recommend this like if you want to do like Barry just wants to be an agent. I don't think this would be a good spot for you. But if you're thinking about becoming a retail agent, maybe listing some of your friends and family's homes, look in the Keller Williams and they have a profit share. So if you haven't thought about it before and you're thinking about it and it's something you decide to do, when you sign up for Keller Williams, you can write in my name. Jeremy Burgess. That look me up, and doesn't cost you anything. And as you start to go forth in life and crush shit in the real estate world, I get a very small piece of what you make. Um, I can go into it in intimate detail, but I'm not going to. That's one of the ways you can help me and support the podcast. And also, I am a local real estate agent. And I mostly work with investors. So if you're thinking about listing a property and you're going to use the MLS. And you either don't want to do the work yourself or you're looking to hire somebody, man, throw my hat in the ring. Go ahead and reach out to me. I would love the opportunity to uh, earn your business. And I work in Southeast Michigan. So anywhere in Southeast Michigan, no house is too ugly. No house is too expensive. Um, just reach out to me and let me know. And as I wrap up this podcast, I do want to take a moment to encourage you to take the steps you need to become financially independent. I know there are lots of distractions and mistakes and poisonous people, bad habits. Mm -hmm. Maybe you got to get divorced and married twice, whatever it is, (laughs) stick with it. Pick a goal. Don't give up and do something every day that gets you closer, even if it's one step. And I really do appreciate your attention. I know you could be listening to lots of other podcasts and doing lots of other things right now. So thank you. And until the next podcast, crush it.